at night, long after my boys have gone to sleep, I go back into their room as I'm getting ready for bed just to check on them. I often stop and I listen for their breathing. I don't know what it is about my boys when I hear them breathing asleep. It's so good and comforting. I hear their voices, I hear their, their, breath, their breath as they breathe it in and as they gently breathe it out. There's something comforting about it. We as Christians, in our walk with God, we too breathe. There's a New Testament professor, uh, Dale Bruner, who said, the first sermon, these first two sermons in Matthew are like Christian breathing. We breathe in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus teaching to us. We breathe it in and it shapes our lives. We take it in and it gives us new life. And then in the next sermon, this sermon on mission, we breathe out the gospel. We exhale this good news of who Jesus is, that it would shape the lives of others. We proclaim it outward so that it would shape and give new life to people we know. The Christian life is marked by breathing. We breathe the gospel in and we breathe the gospel out in mission. Jesus is the foundation of our mission. These beginning verses that we've heard this morning, they remind us that Jesus is the foundation of it. It's out of Christ that we are missionaries. He is the one who sends us. In Matthew's Gospel, it is Jesus who said, Go and make disciples. But He's also the source, the one from whom we get our strength to do it. The one who has given us God's Spirit to proclaim this Word. But Jesus is also our example. He's the one who demonstrates what it means to go in mission. Matthew tells us that Jesus went throughout the region, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the kingdom of heaven, and healing all sorts of sicknesses and illnesses. He did all of this because he had compassion. The thing that was driving God to do this was love. Compassion that He suffered with us, that He felt our suffering. And He came to proclaim this kingdom and to heal. God is here because He loves you. God is here because He loves all of humanity. He went through all of this, through all of the things in His life, His life and His death and His resurrection, all of this because of love, because of compassion. The sort of compassion that's more than just, oh, I feel sorry for them, that's too bad. No, I'm talking about gut-felt compassion, the kind that puts knots in your stomach. Compassion. That's why Christ has come. And even still today, we need this compassion. It said that Jesus had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless. The Greek, the way I've heard it more is, they were tossed and tormented. They were tormented and tossed around by the world around them. We too are still tossed and tormented. We go through life and things don't work out the way we thought they would. We find that our wife has cancer. We find that our husband is in hospital. That our children are sick and we don't know how to help them. That our parents are ailing and we don't know what to do. We too are tossed around. We too are harassed by this world. And we try to make sense of it. Our world tells us that if we'll have more stuff, if we'll gather more money and more things around us, then we'll be happy only to find out that no matter how much we put around us, we still are tossed and tormented. We still need God. Jesus sees this and He has compassion on us. He sees this even in our lives today and He has compassion. 
Jesus has come to tell us this good news about who he is and that the kingdom of heaven is here because he loves us. Love, compassion, these are always the foundation of mission. All mission comes out of compassion. We need to be careful when we go out in mission for other reasons. One of the things that's difficult is we, some people go out in mission for the glory of God. There is good in that. But the troubling part is that sometimes the glory of God can subtly turn into our glory. That we say we're doing this for God, but really we're welcoming all the praise for what we're doing. We have to be careful. We must always be in compassion. Sometimes people go out because they want to fix people. There's a difference between fixing someone and helping someone. People who go out and they want to get people to think right, to get on board, to think like them. We have to be careful. All mission must come out of compassion. Here's a great way to know if, if your mission is driven out of compassion or something else. If you're telling people about faith, if you're telling about people about Jesus and who He is, and they just refuse to believe, if you get angry with them, chances are it's probably not compassion that's driving you. It's probably something worse. But if you tell them about Christ and you desire them to know who He is, what He's done, and have this new life, and they refuse it and you feel sorrow for them, I think you're on the right track. That sounds like compassion to me. Mission must always come out of compassion. If it comes out of some other motive, it can quickly go off the rails. It can become very dangerous. Jesus is our example. He went out into mission. He went out to tell people about this kingdom, about himself, his love for his people, because he loved them, because of compassion. Christ is our example. He's the one who we follow in mission. But the first thing that Jesus tells us is to pray. Mission is our first step. Excuse me, prayer is our first step in mission. We start wondering, how do I go out? How do I tell my friends? The first step is always prayer. Jesus said, the harvest is too great and the workers are too few. Pray. Pray to God. Pray to the Father of the harvest that He would send workers out. Pray. What's encouraging to me is that Jesus recognizes, He acknowledges how big this is. How unable we are to do this on our own. He says it's enormous. The harvest is great. Bigger than anyone can handle on their own. Pray. Pray. We can't do this on our own. We need God's Spirit. You see, in all ministry, we need prayer. Prayer begins all ministry, but especially mission. Because it's by God's Spirit that people believe. I've heard stories, I've heard your stories about how you believed. And very rarely is it someone who said, well, I talked to someone and they gave me a, a really convincing argument I believe because they believe. Usually it's something like I've heard stories time and time again and then just suddenly one day something changed in me. God's Spirit filled me and gave me understanding. God revealed to me who He was and I believed. Not because I'd heard some great argument finally, but because the Spirit had filled me. God converts us. God brings faith. God is at work here. We must pray. We must pray. But it's interesting, too, that Jesus tells us to pray that God would send workers out. 
I want to encourage you in this. The implicit message is here that you are the missions. You are the missionaries. To send them out. Notice he doesn't say pray that God would send some really great evangelist to come and be a part of your church. He doesn't say pray that God would send some great evangelist and they would start a, a revival meeting. He says pray to the Lord of Heaven that He would send people out. The message is that you are the missionaries. We are the missionaries of this church. Now we support missionaries around the world. We see it out there in the foyer on the board. People who we support. People we pray for. Those are our missionaries. But I tell you, you are the missionaries of this church. You are the missionaries of this church to its community. To the people here in Balfour and the Kootenays. We are the missionaries of this church. Hopefully you've heard that a few times now. That maybe it's starting to sink in. Maybe you're starting to believe this yourself, that you are the missionaries, we are the missionaries of this church. Jesus sends us out in prayer. Mission begins with prayer. And if we want the mission of our church to grow, if we want more and more people from our community to come and to believe into Jesus, to realize who He is and what He's done for us, for all of us, then we have to begin with praying. Pray constantly when you pray. When you pray by yourself. Gather together in groups. Pray in your small groups. We meet every Wednesday here in the fireside room. Come and pray. That we would pray together for the mission of this church. That God would continue to send us out. Because it begins with prayer. Prayer is the most important step for us. Pray. And then Jesus sends us out. He says, proclaim that the kingdom of heaven has come. He sends us out and He tells us how to do it. Go and proclaim that the kingdom of heaven is here. That it's present among us. Even though so many people look but they can't see it, it is here. He says, go and tell people with your words. Explain to them who Jesus is and what He has done. Explain to them that while we were still sinful, while we were still refusing to follow God, while we still mistreat each other, while we were still violent with each other and betrayed each other, Christ came that we might have new life. He came to save us. God became human, entered this world, took on flesh and bone and walked among us. He healed us. He healed people's lives, restored them. And He was so committed to saving us that He he went to the cross. He endured suffering and and persecution. He He endured so much and then was hung on a cross that we might have life bearing all of our sin, every one of us, the things that we've done that we know have been hurtful to others, the ways that we've refused to follow God. He bore all of this on the cross and then God's anger at it. He bore, He hung there on the cross with all of this that we would be restored to God, that our sin would be recovered, that we would be re- restored with God and to put into a right relationship with Him. Christ died on the cross that we might live. And then He rose again. Then He rose again. He did not stay dead. He rose again that we might have life in its fullest sense and life eternal. Life that is good and filled with meaning and hope and life that goes on and on with Him. Jesus says, go and proclaim this good news. Proclaim that this is what Jesus has done. But He also says, go and proclaim with your life. Live out this testimony. Tell people with your words, that's good, but also live it out. He said, heal the sick. 
And some of you maybe have been gifted to heal people, to, to go and pray with them, and miraculously they are healed in that moment. Bless you. Continue to do this ministry. But most of us have been gifted to heal people over time, to encourage them. When people are sick and in hospital, to come alongside them and pray with them, to encourage them that their hearts would be healed as well. Go and heal people. Raise people from the dead. Raise people from their death and sin. Help them to realize that in sin, in our brokenness, apart from God, we are dead. But in Christ, we have new life. An opportunity to live forever and ever with Him. Go and cleanse the lepers. It's another way of saying go and restore the people who are on the outside of society. The people who our society has pushed to the edges. Go and treat a person who is addicted, treat them like a human. A person who is homeless, go and befriend them. Bring them in. Include them. Include the people on the edges, on the margins of society. Encourage them. Treat them like a person. Remind them that they are valuable. That they are valuable to God. That He loves them. That we love them. And go and cast out demons. Go and drive evil out. Drive evil out of people's lives. Pray with them. Pray with them that things like addiction, addiction to drugs, to alcohol, addiction to pornography or gambling, things that tear people apart, that oppress them, press those things out. Drive those things out of their lives. Pray with them. Set people free. This is the ministry we've been called to. Live out this, this testimony. Proclaim it with your mouth and then go live it out. Christ has called us to this. He has called us to go and proclaim this kingdom. This amazing news of who Jesus is and what He has done. And that we have new life in Him. That new life begins in Him. This morning, I hear Christ sending our church out. I hear Him sending us out in mission again. Jesus spoke these words to the disciples and as always, Scripture speaks to us again today. Jesus speaks to the disciples and He speaks beyond them to us. He speaks these words to us as well. Go and make disciples. Go and heal. Raise from the dead. Cleanse. Restore people. And drive out evil. Jesus sent His disciples out and today again He sends us out. We too are sent out. You are the missionaries of this church. And we go out in compassion because Jesus is compassionate. Because He loves us. Because He loves all people. He has sent us to go and tell them this amazing news that Christ has saved them and restored them to God. That He has given them new life and life eternal. Proclaim this to people. Announce it to them. Live it right in front of them. Today we see, we catch a glimpse of the heart of God. And His heart is a heart for mission. Jesus is compassion and His heart is for mission. Therefore, go. Go and make disciples. Go to the, wall, go to the homes just outside of this church, to the people who live next door. Go halfway around the world. Go and make disciples. Go and announce that the kingdom of heaven is here. The presence of God, the good that He desires, is present here with us. Live out this missional heart of God. Live out the compassionate heart of Christ. Go.
You are a sent people. Amen.